For a bishop must be blameless, as a steward of God, not self-willed, not quick-tempered, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, but hospitable, a lover of what is good, sober-minded, just, holy, self-controlled. These are Paul's qualifications in Titus chapter 1, verses 7 and 8 for the elder, bishop, pastor. And this Bible study radio program is Shi'ar Jashub, which in Hebrew means a remnant shall return. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and in today's broadcast, coming from Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, we will be continuing a sermon in my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo's series on heavenly authority. The current teaching is on the New Testament Office of Administrations, and this sermon focuses on the instructions I just read from the Apostle to Titus. Before we pick up the Sunday sermon, let me remind you about our church website at shiarjashub.org. Serious Times Need Serious Bible Study, and I believe you will find our site a wonderful resource for your Christian walk. When we left off, Pastor had just started to discuss the criterion of self-control from the list in verse 8. We'll go back a minute for context as we rejoin Pastor Greg Scalzo. This word is only here. Another word that's only here in the New Testament uh, and it gives us a great picture because the word means, let me see if I can pronounce it in the Greek, enkrates, enkrates. Uh, it comes from en, which is a preposition in or on, right? And kratos, which means strength, vigor, might, power, dominion. So it's having power, being in power, being in control, having power, having control, being a master of one's self. Being a master of oneself, having control of oneself, having power over one's self, self-control. Might over oneself, dominion over oneself. True strength in the scriptures, and especially when you read the New Testament, but the Old Testament shows it over and over again, Look at Samson, right? He had great physical strength, right? But was he very mighty? Was he very powerful? Well, he took the gates off the, the hinges of the city and ran with them. Was he very powerful? He's there sleeping and he gives his secret away and she cuts off his locks and they put out his eyes and he's there grinding the mill blinded. He ultimately did not wind up powerful because he had no self-control. And Delilah could take advantage of him. The Philistines could take advantage of him. In the end, he gets control back of himself and he's able to take the temple down of the pagans. But look at the horror he goes through because he doesn't have true power, true might over himself. Self-control really shows what strength a person has. 
the controlling power of the will under the operation of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit coming inside the temple, controlling our spirits so that we can have control over our minds, over our bodies, over our lives, and be self-controlled, be in power, be in might. You know, you can look strong externally, but if we can't control ourselves, we're very weak indeed, and we're ready for a tremendous fall. And I think of our nation, our country, and we look so powerful, you know, they were able to do what was said that was impossible back in the 1980s when President Reagan was talking about the defense initiative, the space defense initiative that was called Star Wars. And they said, you can never shoot an intercontinental ballistic missile out of space. It's impossible. And we really just did it a few weeks ago, right, when that um, space satellite was coming down. They were able to shoot the missile up and get it so many miles above the Earth and destroy it. We have tremendous technology. We have tremendous might and power as a nation, uh, greater than all the other nations on the face of the earth, but there's one thing we don't have in our country anymore, self-control. Our people lack self-control on a grand level. People always lack self-control. But never before, I think, in American history has it been so bad that a lack of self-control is being lauded and taught to the next generation. Matter of fact, if you speak about control of self, it's, it's almost alien to them. It's unheard of. No one talks about that anymore. The idea of, that you have a life, that you have a life that needs to be led a certain way and that we need to control our emotions, our desires, our self-will, and live a life of righteousness is going away from the American scene. And we see all types of unclean spirits coming in. If you don't believe it, if you have basic cable, turn on your set and just go around. You don't even need the extended channels. Just go around and look. And stop a minute and look. Don't look too long. But <laughs> stop a minute and look. And, you, and, and you'll see station by station. You might get a few good things in between. But you see a people dominated by a lack of control over themselves, which is a lack of power. And that means that the fall of this country is as close as the next disaster. For all its strength and might, the people don't have the character they need. And it can come down very, very quickly. And in a church, the same thing. If those in leadership, if those in leadership do not have control over themselves, you're one scandal away from the whole church falling apart or the gospel of Jesus Christ being brought into disrepute. Control might, power. What is true strength? What is true power? It's power over oneself, control, discipline over oneself. That's where you know if the individual is strong or not strong. Hospitable, a lover of what is good, sober-minded, just, holy, self-controlled. And then he says in verse 9, holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and convict those who contradict. And let me read that from the NIV also. Uh, he must hold firmly to the trustworthy message 
as it has been taught so that he can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. This is in the list of what the elder, the overseer should be. So holding fast, holding firmly to the faithful, pistos, or the trustworthy word or message, lagos, the faithful lagos, the faithful word, the word of God. Holding fast to the faithful word as he has been taught, or literally according to the teaching, Didache, remember we studied that? Didache, we discussed the teachers, the teaching of the apostles and those who had the office of the teacher. As he has been taught, according to the Didache, the teaching, so that he can both, that he is able to, that he may be able to exhort, or it can be translated encourage. The word is the same word we get paraclete from. Remember, we studied this several times. To call near, to call to one side, to encourage, to exhort, to urge, to invite, to comfort. We get comforter off of that, right? The exhorter, the comforter. To exhort and encourage, or to convict or refute or convince. Uh, that word there means to tell a fault, to expose, to confute, to admonish those who contradict. And that word there means those who speak against. Uh, Talkbackers, literally, those who come against, oppose, and contradict. To hold fast, the expression means to hold oneself face-to-face -face with, to cling to. So clinging to the faithful lagos, the faithful word of God, keeping what he has been taught, the teaching of the apostles, right, the Christians that came before, holding it, knowing it, then by sound doctrine, healthful didascalia, we studied didascalia, right, healthful, sound doctrine, again, that sound teaching he received, he understands, he knows, he clings to, he holds on to the word of God, and then by it he can encourage the believers that come into the church, he can encourage and exhort by sound doctrine, by the word of God, by the basics he should know, he can warn them of what's coming and encourage them, those who are entrusted to his care. And he can oppose and convict and maybe convince the talkbackers, those that uh, oppose what he says, but to do that, you need to know the Word of God. Should the leadership know God's Word? What does Paul say here? How important is it to the apostle? Remember we studied in 1 Timothy, able to teach, right? Here it says, holding fast the faithful Word as he has been taught, that he may be able, by sound doctrine, both to exhort and to convict those who contradict, those who come against. The people in the church need exhorting. The talkbackers need convicting. And there needs to be a knowledge of the Word of God to be able to do that sound teaching. 
We'll continue the message in our next broadcast. On our website at www.shiarjashub.org, we are offering a special six-audio CD set on Christian marriage. It includes four CDs in a series entitled Walking Together, where Pastor Greg delves into the vital information from the scriptures necessary for a successful and happy marriage. And it includes two CDs on the related topic, The Valiant Christian Man, God's Servant Priest to His Family. In today's confused environment, Christian men are struggling to know how they should act and what role they should have in their marriages and with their children. In these two sermons, Pastor Greg investigates God's design for the Christian man and how he can be triumphant in leading his family to victory against the forces looking to destroy those he loves. These six audio CDs are our gift to you for your donation of $35 or more to Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle. Again, the website is S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. Look for Offer 101. These CDs would also make a wonderful Christmas gift for that special couple or that young person considering marriage. Or you could mail your donation of $35 or more to Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Please join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.